Well, hi and welcome to the Connect podcast. Pastor Ryan here from uh, C3 People. <laughs> and I've got Pastor Dan with me. How are you, Dan? I'm great. How are you, Ryan? Feeling much better now. The message is done. Yes, definitely. <laughs> As you do the post-preach. Post um, what would you call sigh. it? Yeah. There's a big sigh that comes big up sigh. you've done it. <laughs> Well, well done. Great message. Uh, this morning you were preaching out of Matthew 6, uh, 1 to 4, and then you went over the page to uh, verse 19 through to 24. That's it. Yeah. So firstly, as a Connect group, I want, you to, I want to encourage you to read that. Read the first part, just Matthew 6, uh, 1 to 4. And what did you entitle your message again? I loved it. Uh, where's your heart at? Where's your heart at? <laughs> yes. I was a bit nervous for that title because uh, that can be very uh, like poking the bear if you ask someone that. But, yeah. Um, I thought it was good. But I think you're entirely right. If you look, Again, if we look to the context of this message, Jesus starts into this, this part. And this is for me where he really starts to kind of poke a stick at the Pharisees, particularly yeah. the religious leaders that... For generations that uh, you know been leading in a certain way, preaching a certain kind of thing, and he just starts poking a red hot stick at them, yeah. um, and uh, with this whole practice of of giving to the needy, and you you talked about a little bit about why he was is speaking to this. Yeah, so really, at the start of um, Matthew six, he's talking about the corrupt practices of the Pharisees. Yeah, you know they they'd come to this point where they would give their money, they would pray, they would fast, do all these good things, but they'd completely miss the point of what God wanted them to do, right. giving to the needy. It was purely a performance-based thing. You know, look at we watch me, notice me, um, purely for the praise of people. Yes. Who completely forgotten that God's praise was worth even more. Because, I mean, giving's a good thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah, but it became a bad thing because they they made it this thing where they were looking more for the applause than the original act of actually helping helping a brother out that was suffering a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, if you read some of the like the commentaries around it, they would actually go out into the marketplace, into synagogues, um, and make a big show of it. Yeah. You know, start flipping money out and. Given it, showering other people in money, just to, but it was all to show how, I guess, well off they were. And um, another example, which I didn't even give or I did briefed on this morning, was they'd invite people to their house just to sh- so they could show off their house. Wow. And um, you know, they probably wouldn't even let the people inside, but let them look through the windows and maybe give them a, a token meal or money for stopping by. And yeah, but people lapped it up because. The people that received these this money and whatever was being given, yeah, I mean they they they'd accept it, and so uh, yeah, in a lot of ways, the needy would have felt um, yeah they they would have felt pleased with the arrangement. Yeah. Um, again, thinking of this message in the context, you know, we know that about two thirds of uh, people in society at this time were enslaved. That's right. They were in yeah. slavery. So. The crowd that you could say that is sitting here, surrounded, <laughs> surrounding these uh, Pharisees, are uh, the needy, the enslaved, and 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 the, I guess the recipients of what this blessing might be. Yeah. But Jesus is here; is going, hey, the practice isn't bad. 
Yeah. But the hard attitude with wanting to receive applause is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jesus goes on and says, you know, great, you've got your applause from people. Yeah. But that's it. That's it. It ends there. It ends there. There's nothing from the Father in heaven. Yeah. For reward. So. Oh. Yeah. Wow. They're missing out. The, you'd say, well, we don't walk around in the streets handing money out, um, and uh, but but we do kind of live in this this culture and society, and and it's definitely uh, since the event of social media, yeah. where we live for the applause of others. It's funny how like with with uh, was it Instagram recently that took off where you could the ability to be able to see how many likes you'd receive and how even insta famous people have been heavily affected by this because it's this accumulative uh power that people power that can have where once someone gets on board then suddenly you're important and so then others want to get on board and the same thing was really happening back 2000 years ago i'd love you to talk more about that uh how is this infiltrated our lives in 2019. I mean, uh, another example would be even some of the marches and the things that people get behind. Yeah, you know, there, there can be, yeah, there might be an attitude of, oh, I want to I wanna support this thing, but there also can be a desire, potentially, where people are just getting on board with something. Just to get their name out there. Just, just to be... Noticed. Noticed, potentially. Talk about this a little bit. How has this infiltrated our lifestyle and and how is it challenging this whole sentiment where basically Jesus is saying here, hey, I see see what's going on and even in the secret, I see what's going on. So in other words, I'm looking at the heart, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess guess people these days, we have this mentality of, um, well, all people want to be noticed at some point. And I think that's where the Pharisees were doing. They wanted to be noticed and they'd completely forgotten what God had put them in those positions for. Yeah. And, um, not, not a good way to live. Not a helpful way to live. I love uh, the movie Gladiator mm. where uh, is it Russell Crowe says to the other gladiators at one point, he says, what we do in this life echoes in, a, in eternity. Yeah. And for me, that's a very Christian comment, uh, a, a very a godly comment, because in fact, Jesus then goes on and said that, as you flip the page, and even reading from verse 16 in the same chapter, uh, chapter 6, and then he talks about fasting, and again, he's saying the same thing, you know, what you do, make sure that your heart is right yeah. when you're doing that, that it's not, it's not for performance or to be accepted or acknowledged, but get the heart right. And then he goes on, he says, lay up your treasures in heaven. And I'd love for you to read from verse 19 down to 24, even discuss that as a connect group. Uh, because for me, this is where Jesus starts to go, all right, this, this is the deal, guys. Yeah? yeah. And you talked about this in your message. Yeah, I just, I, I shared, I guess, a bit of the struggles that I've had personally, even just this year with um, trying to lay up or build up worldly wealth. And yeah. Purely from a, or I guess originally from the standpoint of wanting to be a good steward with the money that I earn and trying to create a, um, I guess a legacy that I can then pass on to the kids and um, enjoy retirement one day. Um, 
So is, 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 I guess, the question, is investing bad then? I mean, I'm on Raise. Do you use the Raise investment app? I was put onto that as well. Love that thing. Good on you, Kieran. Yeah, thank you, Kieran, for the hookup. And uh, if if you're getting on Raise, make sure that you uh, let me know first and I'll send you (laughs) (laughs) an invite. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is investing bad? Is is he saying here, don't lay up your treasures on earth? Not at all. Is is Jesus against investment? No. No. The whole point of this passage, which is what I... I mean, you, there's different points you can take from it. You know, what is your treasure? Where are you keeping it? What is your focus? I mean, it talks about the eyes, but at the end of the day, it's I really just think it's where are you placing your trust? <clears throat> so are you, um, are you trusting in your own abilities? Are you trusting in the abilities of others to um, look after your treasure and create your treasure? Or are you... Um, trusting that, that God has your back. Um, I guess some of the things we spoke about this morning was um, that you can't be serving two masters. Yeah. You know, I mean, money is the example in this passage, but you know, are you chasing physical perfection in the gym or are you chasing um, fame like a lot of these Instagram people are chasing? Yeah. You know, what is that focus? and What's the drive behind it? Yeah. Yeah. It, you might even want to talk about that as well. What, what, are, what, are, what, what kind of treasures are we trying to store up that we perceive in this modern age? And it, it's funny, when he talks about, no, in verse 24, no one can serve two masters. Again, with the crowd that is present, mainly those that would understand the, oh, the whole arrangement of being enslaved slaves, to a master. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, you can't be... The, the concept of being uh, having two masters would mean that I'm loyal to both, which any master would be very unhappy with the arrangement of, because I own you. <laughs> yes, that's right. There's no way you can please both of them. There's, there's no possible way. There's, no. That's not the way it works. Um, but, but again, God is not wanting us to be enslaved to anything. And no. this is where Jesus is kind of going. He's going, you know what? When you serve me and when you follow my will and purpose, you're not enslaved. No. You've got freedom complete. But, but if you choose to make something else your master, then it will be your master. Yeah. I think the crazy thing is that, that people forget is a lot of this stuff isn't evil. Like right. Money is not evil. It's a tool. No. Um, investing is not evil. Investing your own health. Being a, an Going to the gym, person, not evil. <laughs> being an important person. I mean, yeah. how many Christians are in places of responsibility? We have a prime minister now that's a Christian. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's not um, out there seeking his own fame. Yeah. He's serving his country. But um, I think we forget that um, we can serve God and those things will be added to us. Right. You know, like you look at... Um, I gave the example of Solomon this morning, King yep. Solomon. He asked for wisdom so he could rule his people as a godly king. Yeah. And God goes, that's awesome. You didn't I like ask that. for fame, you didn't ask for fortune, but here it is. Yeah. You're going to be the most powerful king in existence. He passed the heart test, you could say. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what it all boils down to is where is your heart at and what is your, you know, what's that one thing that you are choosing to serve? Brilliant. Or else? brilliant I, I hope that you you've had lots of great discussion around this so I, i'd encourage you just as you close the night 
just to ask God with full, with full confidence that God, God is not looking to judge or condemn ever, mm. yep. but does want us to have complete freedom, so not to be enslaved to anything. Mm. So maybe just ask the Lord in prayer, just individually, but as a group, just, just go, Lord, what, what's my master right now? What's my number one? Because fitness, investing, all of those can, can be great number twos and threes or whatever. Yeah. But what, what has your heart? What's, what's causing you to kind of be enslaved by something? Yeah. It's interesting. He goes right after then to talking about anxiety because that's immediately what comes attached to where suddenly I've got to get this investment right. I've got to get all my ducks in a row. I've got to, you know? Yeah. You shared about that, and suddenly you become anxious to it. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to um, work out what the best investments are, and you know how are we going to get from A to B when there's a definite uh, deficit of money, and you start, especially as a contractor, where I'm not paid if I don't work. It's like, well, I have to work as much as I can, and I have to. It's, and it all boils down to me and what I can do. Yeah. And um, if I'm taking my eyes off God, then, you know, I've seen God work absolute miracles in my life where I've just gone, all right, God, I don't have the money. Yeah. But I need help. And Brilliant. I'm going to follow you and everything works out. Love it. Crazy. I love it. Love this passage. Well done, Dan. And uh, guys, I hope you've had a great night. Well, you will have a great night at Connect. Yeah. And look forward to connecting very soon. Catch you later.